0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan
1: Bongino.
0: You know, it's uh, it's been a long time, folks. It's been a long time uh, since September 11th, 2001. And uh, I I mean, we all obviously moved by that by that day. I mean, all of us, if you were alive and you weren't just deeply traumatized by that day then you really weren't alive I don't know you're in some stupor or whatever but being a New Yorker myself uh, being up in New York when it went down and uh, you know having met Paula just a week earlier so that you know every we know how long we've known each other because I met her literally a week earlier right before 9-11 and then Paula having worked Right next door nine eleven and one twenty Broadway at the securities industry Association um it's just every year it happens i I always feel like I don't know how you feel, but I always feel like maybe you know that the old time heals all wounds thing you know the cliche, but it really doesn't like this morning, I was sitting there and I'm shaving, and I'm watching the news, and they're going through all the events of the day, and it just all brings it back it just uh. Yeah, I got a lot to talk about today. You know, usually Monday I do a weekend update. we obviously it's too frivolous for to waste any time on that today. Nothing really happened anyway, but wouldn't, even if it did, it doesn't matter. It's There's just uh, this is too much to talk about today. So much happened over the weekend, and we're always balancing this, you know, question about security versus liberty, and the answer should always be liberty. Even on a day like today, we remember that really horrible day. I got a lot to get to. So a big show today. Please don't go anywhere. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. When do we decide to stop, up, uh, stop upholding free speech as a basic right? It's playing out right now. Big tech companies and social media sites is setting a really dangerous precedent. Look, it doesn't matter what your politics are or who you voted for. It doesn't. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Fact. Sadly, the big tech monopolies instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. To fight back against big tech's control of the internet. I use ExpressVPN. You should too. Free to access tech giants make their money by selling you, tracking your searches, video history, and everything you click on and selling it off. When you use the ExpressVPN app on your computer or your phone, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. Makes your activity much more difficult to trace and to advertisers. ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. It takes just one click to protect all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by Business Insider. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Uh, Joseph, on this Monday, September 11th.
1: Yeah, this is always a sad day for me, Dan. I know for you too, probably. I just hate this memory. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. We've been doing this together seven years now. Yeah. uh, yeah, Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. Never gets any better, ever. No. No, it doesn't. And uh, I always—it's weird. I always think it will, and I wake up at 9/11. I go, oh, it's been 20 years. Maybe it won't be hard to watch this time. And it's even more difficult. So I—I've got a lot going on in my life. Um, the, my book coming out tomorrow. But we can talk about all that tomorrow and and other stuff. We don't. Today's just too important, folks. Just a little uh, kind of background on on it. You know, I—I I met Paul a week earlier uh, on a blind date. Yeah, we'll tell the story another time. Doesn't really matter. But I met her on a blind date, and I. Had, you know, fallen head over heels for her right away. And she worked down there right, right next door. If you go look at a map program, whatever map program you use and put in 120 Broadway, you'll see it's right next to Ground Zero. Her office looked down into the pit. So I knew she worked there and 9-11 happens. I'm in the Secret Service office in Long Island, about 40 miles out of the city. And uh, I'm calling her like crazy. I don't know where she is. I think she's dead. I think my brother's dead. My brother was a, a an EMT with the New York City Fire Department. He was down there, and my father's calling me, crying. No one could get a phone call out. I don't know if you remember that day, but you couldn't get a phone call out. You could not call anyone. It was the weirdest thing. Everything just kept blanking out. Um, so finally, a couple hours later, they get my brother on the phone. Thank God he's alive. My father's and my father's not the crying type at all. I've seen my father cry maybe twice and. My, my 40 plus years on planet Earth. He thought my brother was dead. I thought Paula was dead. I mean, you have to remember, folks, after the buildings fell, uh, you know, everybody thought they thought the death count would be 50 plus thousand. No one knew how many people were going to die. Not that it makes the death count any less uh, impactful, but it, it was just, uh, you know, me being an agent at the time, we were getting calls. They're hitting the White House, they're hitting the Pentagon, the State Department. I mean, every five minutes, it, it was just, it was so nuts. So, uh, you know, I I finally wound up getting a hold of Paula. I think a day later or so, she was in uh, right outside of Las Vegas visiting her mom. Her mom lives in Nevada. And I was just so relieved because I, she was, you know, she was alive. And I just met her a week earlier, but I was really, you know, into her. And so every year we, you know, we were kind of birthed in fire, our relationship, because we can't, it's just so hard to believe this all happened when it did. But, you know, I think to myself all the time, you know, when I was a police officer in the 7-5 precinct in Eastern New York, Brooklyn, emergency services, that's our SWAT team in the NYPD, they had, I think it was Truck 7, used to turn out out of our precinct, out of a garage in our precinct. They had the special truck and all the special weapons and stuff. They lost a number of Truck 7 guys on 9-11. And I think to myself all the time, how many of those guys, when I was walking out into the parking lot at the 7-5 precinct, how many of those guys I've walked by who aren't with us anymore? It's just, um, you know, I I wound up that day after we realized we were under attack, which my my boss realized right away in Long Island in the Secret Service office out there because one of the guys in our office, this guy Paul, he was a navigator with the Navy, a plane navigator, uh, I think like like a Goose from uh, from Top Gun, like that's what he did, and right away when he saw the conditions, it was a clear fall sky, he looked at my boss and said, "There's no way that was a uh, that plane." There's no way that was an accident. Because I don't know if you remember when the plane hit, everybody thought initially, oh, it must have been some kind of accident. He said, that's no accident. There's not a chance. He was a naval uh, na- navigator. He's like, that's just absolutely no chance it's an accident. This was intentional. So we went in and went to JFK Airport. And uh, we just sat there. And all the agents from out of town were in New York City because the U.N. was going on. And we had like 300 missing agents or something. And we would just keep checking off names and checking off names. Guys would call in, they page us. One guy was in New Jersey. One guy, it was just crazy. And at the end of the night, like one o'clock in the morning or so, we were with this guy Manny, Manny B, and uh, and Manny, who was the backup. You know, he was like a supervisor in JFK. I remember we were sitting there, and we were we were we were trying to figure out what this one last guy was, and yeah, he didn't make it. And it was just, it was just a horrible, horrible uh day folks and just remember it like it was yesterday as many of you do and uh i want to play this for Listen, this is hard to listen to I, i'm not even sure i'm going to be able to make it through this even though i've heard it now uh once or twice before uh before the show but it's about a minute 20 and i know it's hard to hear but you need to hear it because we can't let our kids live another generation um and not be vividly reminded that there are people out here who really want to kill us Okay, we have to know the gravity of the threat and how to combat it so we know the balance between liberty and freedom and how we should always err on the side of liberty. But that doesn't mean either we should ignore the threat. There are ways to fight this without violating our Constitution. And we should always be reminded about what really happened. I don't know if you ever heard these, but this is about a minute, 30. This is two of the voicemails left from one of the planes that were hijacked on 9-11. And uh, I'm sorry you have to hear this, but you have to hear this. Take a listen. Hi, are you there? Jack, it's up, sweetie. Okay, well, I just wanted to tell you I love you. We're having a little problem on the plane. Um, I'm totally fine. Um, I just love you more than anything. Just know that. And uh, you know, I, I'm you know, I'm comfortable and I'm okay.
1: Two. Hi, Ernie. Elsa, it's Lynn. Um, I only have a minute. I'm on United 93 and it's been hijacked uh, by terrorists who say they have a bomb. Apparently, they uh, have flown a couple of planes into the World Trade Center already and it looks like they're going to take this one down as well. Hopefully, I just wanted to say I love you <laughs> and I'm going to miss you. <laughs> and. and Please give my love to my dad. And... <sighs> Mostly, I just love you, and I just wanted to tell you that. I don't know if I'm going to be chance to tell you that again or not. <sighs> um, my, all my stuff is in the safe. The, uh, the safe is in my closet in my bedroom. The combination is you push C for clear, and then O nine one three, and then... Uh, and then it should, and maybe pound, and then it should unlock. I love
0: you, and I hope I can talk to you soon. Bye. That's really, uh, that's really hard to listen to. And you know, for those of you who in the, some of you in the chat, who you know you don't want to hear that, or you think it's some scam, then you know you're free to tap out. You don't have to listen. I saw a lot of this stuff. We had some Intel stuff on this. So if you think I'm like part of some big conspiracy theory to cover this up, then I can't help you. I'm sorry. So that's, that's, that's on you, not on me. I was actually an agent at the time. A lot of this went down. We were, you know, part of task forces that were out trying to hunt down these people and the networks they were part of. And they were real. They were very real, very real people. Those voicemails are real. If you choose to believe that or not, it's not my business. But I was there. I was on Long Island on that day. We drove into that city the next day, and I saw that hole right there. I remember exactly what happened. Now, the world changed that day in a number of different ways. Everyone who was there, who was in the city, was in Long Island, upstate New York, anywhere in that area. I mean, anywhere in the country but if you were in any of those five boroughs it was different it was different the highways were closed everything was closed i mean around the country they had airport closures and some stores didn't open up for a couple of days but you have to understand in new york new york was a war zone the long island expressway was shut down you're talking about a 60 mile plus highway from manhattan all the way out to long island was completely closed down i've never seen anything like that Even during the COVID craziest area where there were still cars on the road, I've never seen anything like it. It was just so deeply impactful. But one of the things that came out of that day too, sadly, was people on both sides of the political aisle using it as a political excuse to institute more police state powers that we're still dealing with to this day. You know, we have a constitution to make sure that we conduct these operations the right way because they're always going to bleed over and target innocents in the long run. And unfortunately, all the warnings about the police state we had and people like me, and I encourage you to look this up because credibility matters. Again, if you think I'm your enemy in this fight, then maybe this fight isn't for you. Because so I actually ran for office when it was unpopular against the Patriot Act. Um, You can go check that out and I encourage you to do it because the Patriot Act back then, everybody thought it was going to save us. Uh, Me and others, the Ron Pauls of the world, Rand Pauls and others realized right away that this was going to be a big problem because I was a federal agent and I saw what happened. And I saw what happened afterwards with, you know, people just thinking the Constitution was a suggestion. And I got extremely concerned about it. I ran for office against this stuff. And sadly, all of our warnings about the police state are here. Folks, we cannot use a national emergency. We cannot use it as an excuse to scrap the Constitution. The Constitution was precisely written for national emergencies when people would use an excuse to try to forfeit the Constitution, which was never meant to be a suggestion. And everything that we've warned you about is happening right now. The COVID response. The public health, public health response, air quotes in New Mexico. All of this stuff is happening right now. Every single thing this show and others have warned you about is happening. I want you to listen to this. We played it a couple of weeks ago. The police state is here. It's here now. Again, it's not around the corner. It's not coming. It's here now, today. I want you to listen to this. This is what everybody was worried about. Who, is a, who, who believes in liberty and freedom, you don't have to be a libertarian, you're going to be a conservatarian, whatever you want to call yourself, I don't care. Everybody understood if we acquiesced during the COVID pandemic to the forfeiting of civil liberties under the guise of an emergency, public health or otherwise, that they were never going to relinquish that power. Here's uh, this new world guy, Yuval Harari, one of these futurist guys everybody loves in this globalist regime. Talking about how the success of the COVID lockdowns laying down a template for future emergencies in the future, climate emergencies, gun emergencies, public health emergencies, COVID emergencies. I mean, if if, if every any time a politician thinks there's an emergency, they get to scrap the Constitution. Why have a Constitution at all? Here, take a listen for yourself. Check. This it's out. not an extremely deadly virus. It's not the Black Death, and look what it's doing to the world. So now just try to think what will be the implications of a much bigger uh, problem like climate change. Also, conceptually, it shows that, um, and here I completely agree with you, Radgar, that it shows you that you can change things on a massive scale. That um, and again, you can stop all flights. You can lock down entire countries. You can actually do that, and uh, life goes on in some way. And this, I would say, may make us more open to radical ideas about how to deal also with climate change. Folks, I I, I told you. I, me, me telling you I told doesn't matter. It's not a self celebratory Who gives a shit who told you? Every a lot of people have been telling you. I'm not the only one. Levin, Ron Paul, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, people for years have been warning that if we were to acquiesce to these public health emergencies and any government emergency as an excuse to scrap the Constitution, then there's no point having a constitutional. What's the freaking point? The whole point of a Constitution is it's not a suggestion. And then people who say stupid things like, well, no constitutional right, is absolute. They are absolute. There is a legislative process to write laws that may interact and intersect with constitutional rights. The thing about those laws is the people are voted on who pass them, and they have to meet criteria. Least restrictive means, compelling government interests. The government declaring an emergency every time there's an issue to suspend the Constitution is not how any of this works. Any of this, everything we warned you about has come true. Here's the Democrats in March. House Democrats vent frustration about Biden reversal on the COVID-19 emergency measure. They, 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 They want this. They love this stuff. They love these emergencies. This is a day to remember and a day to throw the caution flag that in remembrance of these people and their lives, we should never forfeit away liberty again. That's exactly what these people attacked. Our system of liberty and freedom. And we threw it and we pissed it all away. COVID, guns, everything's an emergency now. Here's another one. Politico, climate emergency next. Biden faces calls to declare a climate emergency. He had some Oh, that's not going to happen, Dan. Folks, time out. Sorry, bullshit alarm. Everything people have told me isn't going to happen has already happened. That's why someone asked me in the chat who writes the headlines to the show. I do. I Do I not? Thank you. That's why the title of the show is It's Happening because I'm really tired of people telling me ah, it's not going to happen. Climate emergency, suspending bank accounts, keeping people open. Really? Everything you told me isn't going to happen, happened. I was warning about the Patriot Act in 2011, running for office. Look it up. I said the lone wolf provision and the the business records provision was going to be used to target anyone. And everything I told you was correct. Everything was going to be declared a business record if you were an enemy of this state. A lone wolf could have been anyone. And they wound up using 702 in the FISA courts to target Americans, exactly like I said. So you're telling me the climate emergency and the COVID emergency is not going to be used to do this stuff in the very near future? They're talking about it now, man. Here Bloomberg, America's biggest public health crisis, may be guns, August 2023. You think that article's an accident? You think that article's just some rhetorical sleight of hand they put down on paper because someone was bored on a Sunday? Folks, they're doing this on purpose, and this weekend, it happened. Take a short break, calm down a little bit, and I'll show you exactly what I mean. Some of you are ahead of this story and already know where I'm going with it. Every single thing I warned you was going to happen is happening. Folks, Helix mattresses, a great day, begins with a great night's sleep. You're missing out if you're not sleeping on a Helix mattress. I got some good sleep last night. I needed it. long weekend. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special ones for kids. To find the perfect fit, Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. No matter your sleeping position, Helix is the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all the more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. Helix is about comfort, care, and a great night's sleep. My Helix mattress, the best I've slept on, set up was fast and easy. Don't take my word for it, though. GQ and Wired Magazine named Helix Mattress their number one mattress. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz at helixsleep.com slash Dan. Find the perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering an astonishing 20% off. 20% off all mattress orders, and you'll get two free pillows too from my list. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Sleep good, sleep tights, the best offer yet. It's not going to last long. I sleep on it. I have the Midnight Lux. I love it helixsleep.com slash dan helixsleep.com slash dan it's h-e-l-i-x with helix better sleep starts now check them out we always appreciate the sponsorship ladies and gentlemen everything i warned you about the suspension of rights under the guise of an emergency happened this weekend here is dreadful communist tyrant governor of new mexico a woman who should be impeached uh investigated and uh, possibly arrested immediately uh, Michelle Lou John Grissom, who declared this weekend in tyrannical form that she was suspending the constitutional Second Amendment rights you have. She was suspending constitutional lotion ca- uh, and open carry. How this woman has not been arrested yet is stunning. Here she is telling you, uh, shockingly, that the congr- uh, that the uh, constitutional rights you have are not absolute, as if she's never actually sworn oath to protect and defend the Constitution, which is absolute. Take a listen. But your point is that
1: you took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license?
0: With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency
1: and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view,
0: including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions
1: on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11 year old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they
0: deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not how any of this works. Uh, Lujan Grisham, Michelle Lujan Grisham is is a moron uh, or a tyrant. You understand, please, there's no option C. There's no all, none of the above. She may be a moron and a tyrant, but her motivation for this, she is a moron or a tyrant with no option C. Does she not understand how the Constitution works? If there is going to be any infringement on God-given liberties, these are not rights. Grand- Michelle Lujan Grisham. Grisham, is under the mistaken, bizarre perception that you are granted the right to protect yourself and defend yourself by her and she can remove it at any time. It is not from her, dipshit. Maybe she needs to read the freaking Constitution. They are inalienable rights granted by God. The state can pass laws laws which she cannot pass, she can sign. She is an executive, although she's too stupid to realize any of this because she's a freaking tyrant. Michelle Lujan Grisham, they can pass laws that have in a compelling government interest via the least restrictive means that may, in the end, have some impact on your constitutional rights. You cannot have a constitutional right taken away because it is not given to you by government. She doesn't understand. How? By the way, there are some conservatives on the internet. I'm stunned who don't seem to understand this. This is not a right that can be taken away. You can pass a law that says, say, if you are a convicted murderer and felon, you can be prohibited from doing X with a firearm, right? But you're not born with you. They, they can't just say. Everybody's prohibited from taking, from carrying a farm because you may go on to be a felon later on. That's not how any of this works. Do people not get this? I, everything I told you was going to happen is happening. Everything. The COVID emergency to take away your rights, gun emergencies, climate's next. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. As I've told you before, if you want to, Write a law that is going to impact a God-given constitutional right. It has to have some compelling government interest, and it has to uh, it has to be done via the least restrictive means. I'll give you an easy example. You can say, I practice this religion, whatever, uh, Joey Bagadona's religion, and in that religion, we sacrifice infants. Okay? Just say that was the case. Is there a compelling government interest in keeping infants alive? yes despite the fact that uh, they want to abort them late term, the Democrats. But there is a compelling government interest in keeping children alive. Now, you would do it through the least restrictive means. In other words, you wouldn't ban the religion, even if it practiced such an abhorrent, disgusting thing. You would say, you can practice whatever religion you like. However, you cannot engage in this behavior. It's amazing how many even conservative commentators didn't get this this weekend. She can't. Unilaterally tell you you have no constitutional right in the state of New Mexico. She has no right. She cannot usurp the Constitution. Does everybody get this? I'll give you one more example. I'm sorry. I don't mean to pound this thing into the sand, but I'm I'm stunned how few people understand this. No right is absolute. No, it is absolute. It is absolute. You were born with it. It can be taken away if you engage in X behavior. Here's a perfect example. How you can't unilaterally take an absolute right away like she tried to do this week, like a tyrant. As a police officer, you're given the discretion to not give a ticket. You see someone speeding 20 over in a 55. You don't have to give them a ticket. You're under no obligation administratively or legally. You can give them a warning. None. You will not get in any trouble. What you can't do will get you in a lot of trouble is go out and say, I will not enforce the law against anyone ever because I just feel bad for people. It works both ways. You can't just ignore what you swore a constitution to defend, protect and defend the laws of the state of New York if you were NYPD in the city of New York because you just feel like it for everyone. Uh, anytime you make some blanket declaration like this, that you're suspending a constitutional right for every citizen of New Mexico, there is a one hundred percent chance the judge has ruled Joseph not a ninety eight percent chance you're going to get effed in court. Period. Man, there's no way you will get. She is going to get destroyed. I'm going to go a little out of orbit. Go to that tweet. Here's Ted Ted Lou Ted Lou. This guy is a maniac, a far left maniac who was a big peepee hoaxer, peepee tape hoaxer. This is Ted Lou. I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the Constitution. No state can suspend the Constitution. There's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. Holy! What the hell is going? What is? I, folks, I'm looking for like, like, like a peanut gallery. <laughs> Joke's on Dan. He's setting me up. Joe, Joe double check is that, is that real? Is that that's Ted Lou. Oh. You understand Ted Lou is to the left of Vladimir Lenin Hell and yes. he's telling the governor of New Mexico, hey hey, 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 governor, Michelle, Lou, Jean, Grisham, you you actually can't do this at all. Oh, I don't care. What did I say? What did I call her? Lou, Jean, Lou, I don't care. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter man. me. It's Tyrant. Michelle, Tyrant, Grisham. Now, some of you out there asked me this weekend. I figured I'd wait to the show because I didn't want to respond too much. I was kind of busy this weekend with a couple of things. I'm sorry. But uh, some of you asked me, why would Ted Lieu send that out? Well, he, here's why. It's not because Ted Lieu all of a sudden believes in the Constitution. Give these people no credit. Ted Lieu didn't become a constitutionalist overnight. Ted Lieu sent this out, and a lot of Democrats are panicking about this because he, he, Ted Lieu isn't the only one. Why do you think anyone in the chat know? I'll give, I'll give you a quick hint of the court system. Michelle Tyrant Grisham is going to get smoked in court. And now, when they want to institute this public health gun emergency in the future, there's going to be legal precedent crushing any ability to do it. That's what Ted Lou really cares about. This woman's an idiot. She just did it wrong. It's not that Ted Lou doesn't believe in it. He just doesn't believe in the way she did it. So before anyone gives Ted Lou a celebratory pat on the back, that's what Ted Lou's up to. Now, hot tip to these two State representatives from New Mexico, Stephanie Lord and John Block, calling for immediate impeachment. Good for you. Uh, The woman deserves to be impeached. Uh, I mean, this week, she should be impeached this week. She has clearly violated her oath of office. If anything is done to, by the way, to infringe on people's constitutional rights because of this illegal order, she should be arrested. She should clearly be arrested and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Impeachment should be the least of what happened. She should be arrested. I'm hoping the Republicans in New Mexico all come together and uh, do the right thing. This woman deserves to be impeached. I'm going to tell you why this uh, this talk about climate emergencies, COVID emergencies, public health emergencies, and gun emergencies is, is ramping up right now. You can probably figure it out. I'll show you why in a second. Let me take uh, my last break. Got a couple of sponsors here. Appreciate your patience. You're going to see why they're doing this. I'll just give you a little hint. It has a lot to do with mail-in balloting. Always bring the receipts. Every time. Folks, you ever get the feeling something bad's going to happen soon? Uh, I do. But between the distractions and smoke screens in the media, we probably won't see it coming. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food right away. As they say, better to have it, and not need it, than to need it and not have it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to my website, mypatriotsupply.com. You'll save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Don't wait. Get one for every member of your family. Calories are survival under stress in an emergency. You don't have your calories. You're going to get dead quick. They have a wide variety of delicious meals in these emergency food kits, offering over 2,000 calories a day. Stock up now before the panic sets in. Free shipping is automatic. Your order ships fast. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. That's mypatriotsupply.com. Please don't wait. Our last sponsor today, we always appreciate your patience, thank you folks, is Omaha Steaks. Fall grilling is in full swing and the grilling experts at Omaha Steaks are helping you keep the fires lit by putting some sizzle into your September. The food is great. Eat it all the time. Head on over to omahasteaks.com, type my last name Bongino in the search bar and you'll get 50% off all steaks. That's right, they're turning September into Steak-tember with mouthwatering deals on all your favorite tender, juicy, delicious, extra aged steaks and as an added bonus, you'll get two free. 10-ounce bone-in New York strips with select packages like the Guaranteed Perfection Grill Pack. They're amazing. This package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha Steaks unforgettable. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value, incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and more. Now's the perfect time to grab some extras because all their mouth-watering steaks are 50% off during their Steak Timber Sale event. Every bite's backed by the 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter code BONGINO. Bongino in the search bar, shop all the exclusive steak timber packages and get those two free 10 ounce bone in New York strips. Hurry in order today. The exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. Stay fired up for fall grilling with 50% off all steaks during the steak timber sale. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino. Omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino. All right, back to the show. Folks, this is why all of the talk is picking up right now about gun emergencies, public health emergencies, COVID emergencies, and climate emergencies. Because the election's coming up, Joe Biden is at 30% approval, and the Democrats realize they cannot win without mail-in balloting because it is ripe for fraud. There's a great piece. Please check out my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. An amazing piece in The Messenger by Kristen Tate. I don't know Kristen that well. I've seen her on TV once in a while. But she talks about the dramatic changes when you have mass mail-in balloting versus in-person voting. The changes are obscene. She notes in some states the changes were even more dramatic. Between 2016 and 2020, New Jersey saw its share of mail-in ballots increase from just 7% to an astounding 86%. The partisan lean should be no more surprising. Oh, big shocker. Among voters in Pennsylvania who voted by mail, 76% went for Biden. In Maryland, 81%. In the crucial state of Georgia, Trump received just 34% of the mail-in ballots. Shocker. Works great for the Democrats, even though mail-in balloting is ripe for front. That's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> really? Gee, shall we refer back? Do you think we should? Should we refer You've never seen his, Joe, you either? Joe's like, I've been with you seven years. I've only seen this 17 times, maybe 18. <laughs> He's never seen it. Either was Jim. Here's a New York Times article for the 52.5 time on the show from October of 2012. New York Times, come on, Dan. No, no, really, you can look it up. Error and fraud at issue as absentee voting rises by Adam Liptak, New York Times, where he notes, quote, Votes by cast by mail are less likely to be counted, more likely to be compromised, and more likely to be contested than those cast in a voting booth. Election officials reject almost 2% of ballots cast by mail, double the rate for in-person voting. The more people you force to vote by mail, the more invalid ballots you will generate. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is a feature, not a bug for Democrats who, again, noted at the New York Times, 2012, not that long ago, folks, it was only 11 years ago, noted 11 years ago that mail-in balloting is a big problem with fraud and rejection rates. Kind of strange how they want that. And again, for those of you asking why the New York Slimes wrote this article in 2012 about mail-in balloting, and now we'll never refer to it again? Because back in 2012 in the swing state of Florida, which was critical to winning the presidency, a lot of older Republicans and military folks who trend conservative were voting by mail. So the New York Times wrote this piece to minimize that, to try to make sure it didn't spread to other Republican states too. That's why. The minute the New York Times realized they could use mass mail and balloting nationwide to weaponize an election, it was a big double barrel middle finger to America, and no one will reference this piece ever again. Go to your search engine. Look at it today. New York Times, Adam Liptak, error and fraud at issue is absentee voting rises. That's why you're seeing this whole thing. That's why you're seeing this push for all of these public health emergencies, because they are going to use it, use it to push for mail-in balloting across the country, everywhere, again, because they know it's the only way they're going to win. Folks, the dreadful president of the United States, by the way, who decided not to show up today, on 9-11, down at Ground Zero or the Pentagon or elsewhere. Uh, I'm absolutely disgusted by this guy. And he is lorded over along with Barack Obama and candidly the Bush administration too That uh, with the, with the uh, Patriot Act, which as I opened up in the beginning of the show, is an absolute nightmare for America and American security and liberty and freedom. I've been warning you for a long time about the police state. Folks, I've been working really hard on a project I'm very proud of. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. It's a passion project for me because I was a member of both a police department and a federal agent with the federal government. And it frightens me every day what happens when you have a gun and a badge and you can abuse it and nobody stops you. That's where we are right now. What makes it worse is not only do people not stop you in a police state, who's ever in power loves it and uses you to enforce the law, the law, air quotes, against their political opponents. I have a film coming out with Dinesh D'Souza. You may have heard about it. The website's policestatefilm.net. If you want to watch the trailer, we released the trailer on Friday. Unfortunately, the podcast had already happened. I didn't get the chance to show it to you. It went viral over the weekend. It has probably tens of millions of views. across. I can't even count them. I've seen so many. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, however, this is a trailer. October 23rd and 25th It's going to be exclusively in theaters on those dates. If you'd like to see it, totally up to you. Of course, the website is PolicestateFilm.net. Police but here's the trailer for Police State. Check this out.
1: We honor you, Father. We'll let you know for us. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-not-breach We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state?
0: government told american citizens they couldn't go to church on sunday for the first time in my life i'm saying to myself am i gonna get a knock at the door
1: fbi war come to the door now the patriot act and fisa were used against donald trump these individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in u.s history they don't go after the people that rigged the election they go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened we don't need to have a crime what we need is a person to look at, and
0: then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! What?
1: Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism.
0: It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical.
1: These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want.
0: Now you see what I've been working on. So if I seem a little uh, feisty over the last few months, it's because I've been exhausted. Because this is what we've been working on. Between this and books and content and, you know, speeches and activism and rallies, and it's just been a lot. It's not some victim snowflake bullshit sob story. I just don't want you to think I've been sitting on my ass doing nothing while the country burns to the ground and the police state takes over. Film is going to absolutely open your eyes. Many of you won't need it, but I've seen it. I've seen it a couple times now. And uh, Paula was crying at the end. Crying at the end. And Paula's not much of a crier. It's that impactful. When you hear the story from this elderly Hispanic man, what was done to him after January 6th and his family, I, I... I don't know how you're going to watch it and hold it all together. I, I, I couldn't. Neither could my wife. So police if you want to check it out, up to you, but just watch the trailer and you'll see it's. Um... And folks expecting the media to protect us from any of this is a joke. I want you to understand that the police state is a function and the media are, is a, a function of, of the media being an accomplice. The media was designed as the fourth fourth estate to protect us against these people and to expose trampling of constitutional rights and civil liberties. The idea was that they would have carved out specific powers in the Constitution, a freedom of the press, separate and above their role as citizens, so that they were specifically mentioned so they could be used to expose government malfeasance and misfeasance. The media is an entirely an accomplice to government now. Do not count on any of these people to help you. Donald Trump and many of Donald Trump's surrogates and lieutenants have been prosecuted on false, made up, alleged, fake, phony crimes by this police state apparatchik out there. And the media has been complying with it. I want you to watch this clip. If you think these people are going to save us, if you think there's any hope that the media, it's up to you to spread the word and to take your country back. You have time. Impeachments, prosecutions, firings. There are things we can do. There are things we can do. We have actual steps to take this place back. We've done it before, and we can do it again. We've managed to survive 200 years with some semblance of a constitutional republic left. We can fix this place, but forget the media. Here are two morons. One, this, one of them's a media guy. One of them's not. It's Tommy Christopher from MediaEye and Dean Obadeli. I don't even know the hell what his name is. Obadeli, Obadi, Obadie, Obad, I don't really care. Here, here oh, okie-dokie. Here's Dean Okie-dokie and mediaites Tommy Christopher uh, is celebrating the fact that they hope Donald Trump is actually going to die in prison. Understand, this is retribution and revenge. This is nothing to do with the Constitution at all. Listen to this. I'm shocked by this. And I, I, so I sort of wonder, like, what would their reaction be? What would the reaction be from the right-wing media if people were constantly going around saying, you know, like if Joe Biden was like, you know, you don't want to elect a guy who could die in prison. You know, they'd be like, oh, my God, how dare you say it? Trump might die in prison, but you know maybe he will. Well, uh, but I also think it's uh, go ahead, no. Yeah. But I was on MS and I said that Donald Trump must die in jail, and that and the, and it came out
1: weird because it sounded like I was hoping he get stabbed in the shower, and that's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant like die of natural causes to be a deterrent to anyone else. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican,
0: whoever attempts a coup in our nation again, that your fate must be death
1: in a prison cell. That you live out your days there. You said the words
0: must die in jail because otherwise I would. And this is going to be number one on the front page tomorrow. MSNBC's. (laughs) No, I think Donald Trump.
1: I think Donald Trump must die in prison because I don't care if he was forty-five years old. You should get life in prison if you attempt a coup, and there should be no chance of parole. I don't care who it is. That's why I think Donald Trump or anyone else who attempts a coup must die in jail.
0: You see how even the lefty nut Tommy Christopher is trying to correct him. Did you catch that? You guys catch that? He's trying to save Dean Okie-Dokie from himself. And it doesn't matter. Okie-Dokie is such a deranged lunatic that he says it again just to make sure you didn't, like, miss it the first time. He says, number one, he attempted a coup. That's interesting because there's never been charged with attempting a coup by anyone, anywhere, even though they're deranged lunatics. And he asked people to march march peacefully and patriotically, which is actually on video that Dean Okie-Dokie could go look at, but it doesn't matter. You see in his head, because he's drawn himself into a box here, into a little corner, that Donald Trump attempted a coup, which is fake, that that it's like a modus ponens, modus tollens logic thing, if then stuff, right? If attempted coup, then should die in prison. You see how he justifies his desire for him to die in prison by the false premise, and then it, it, it's circular reasoning, and then the false premise is used to open up the beginning? Well, why do you want him to die in prison? Because he attempted a coup. Well, what happens if he attempted a coup? Well, he should die in prison. It's, you get it? Even the media guys trying to protect him against himself. These are the lunatics of, he should have stopped this guy right away. And then just corrected him and said, listen, you can have a political disagreement with this guy, but he hasn't been charged with a coup. And wishing for the guy to die in prison is probably not helping the cause at all. You haven't even proved he was even remotely involved in a coup. They don't care. State he says stage tick uh, six TDS. I agree. It, I, it doesn't matter. It's, nothing, it's like i got not going to correct him. I dinokey I No one's gonna. I mean, the guy's obviously a dipshit. I mean, no one's gonna. You're not going to talk common sense and reason into a moron. It's like trying to teach physics to your dog. I mean, you could say <laughs> F equals ma. Woof, damn, He don't know. Oh, but that is like a dog. Uh, has he been charged with attempting to woof? He don't care. I mean, it's Dean Okie Dokie. What does he know? Folks, you understand how all of this stuff, all these institutions we used to rely on, there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal I read this week, and I put them up, but sometimes there's a general point was there that I think Jerry Baker wrote it. Nobody trusts institutions anymore. And, And listen, sadly, I'd love to tell you it's only Democrats that did this, but it's Republicans too. The Patriot Act was led by a bunch of Republicans. That's a fact. The weaponization of government to attack Donald Trump was led by Democrats and some Republicans contributed. John McCain was involved in that. That's a fact. That's a fact. This wasn't just Democrats. The destruction of our scientific community and public health infrastructure. Democrats and Republicans both contributed to that. Democrat and Republican news outlets that spouted out talking points about masks and vaccines without any scientific backup whatsoever to do it. They were all responsible. Ladies and gentlemen, your search for truth begins and ends with you. Relying on public health, the media, or any of these people to protect your constitutional God-given rights and your right to access the information is absolutely a fool's errand. Here's what I mean. Here's the angry lawn gnome again. Fauci's back, which, tying back to the beginning of the show, They are absolutely thinking about another public health emergency again before the election for mail-in ballots. Just a fact. They're they're talking about it. I played it for you. I showed you this. They're trotting out Fauci again. You want to see what science doesn't look like? Listen to Fauci, and pretty much anything he says, the opposite is true. Here he is again. Asked by, was it ABC? Is that John Carl? I think it's ABC, right? Yeah, ABC's John Carl. Asked him a very simple question. The biggest study we've seen on masks, again, shows, shows they do absolutely nothing. Instead of this moron putting his ego aside and admitting he's been wrong and lying, he still can't do it, folks. He's like, just ignore the science because I said so. Take a look. There's a new study
1: out that, that suggests that masks were actually not effective, at least in a global sense, in in, in, in containing the, uh, the, the pandemic. What, what is your sense, looking back at all this, uh, did masks prove to be less effective than you anticipated?
0: You know, John, If you, some of the studies that are confusing, the study that recently has been now quoted a lot and causing a lot of confusion is this Cochrane study, which even the people who run the Cochrane studies say that that study can be misleading because people have commented on that study saying absolutely masks don't work. Which is absolutely not the case, because there are a number of studies that show that masks actually do work. And there's a lot of confusion when you take a broad uh, a series of studies and you look at them in a meta-analysis. Only a couple of those studies were specifically looking at COVID. So I think we better be careful that that study that people keep talking about can be very, very misleading. There's a lot of good data that masks work. Folks, he's just making this up. This guy is just not authentic, okay? He's just not real. He's fake. He is a fraud. The guy is a phony. He knows full well the 276,000 person controlled Cochrane study is a gold standard of studies, shows these things do not a damn thing. The studies he's citing were observational garbage studies that have no robustness to them at all. He knows that. See, the thing about Fauci is he's not misfeasance, he's malfeasance. Fauci's not dumb. It may make you feel good. Oh, Fauci's dumb. He's not dumb. That's the worst part. Fauci is knowingly not telling you the truth. Knowingly not telling you the truth. He knows science. He is not stupid. He knows Cochran's reputation, which is fantastic. He's just making it up because Fauci's too proud to put the truth before his own ego, which is the death of any civilization. By the way, I got a few minutes uh, left with you. I appreciate the uh, the feisty chat today, by the way. And, uh, you know, listen, you're free to have an opinion on anything. I'm a free speech guy, and you're welcome here anytime you want. But uh, in the beginning of the show, I meant everything I said. I mean it now. And uh, if you want automatons, maybe uh, you need to find a different show. But I'm not that guy. I have my own opinions, too. And uh, you don't have to buy them. You don't have to respect them. You can say, F this guy, I don't give a damn what he says. That's fine. Just telling you, everything I say comes from the heart. and I believe it. And especially on a day like today. I haven't lived through that. I ain't going through that again. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going through again either. Forfeiting my constitutional liberties under the guise of any emergency, terrorism or anything else. It ain't happening because you'll never get him back. Folks, by the way, as predicted, Operation Dump Joe Biden is in full effect. Did we not say? Did we not say? Yes, we did. Here's Kank Uygur. He's one of the young turds. Kank is a devout leftist, also a guy who likes to yell a lot, pretend he's a tough guy, screaming and yelling all the time. Here's Kank this weekend on Twitter. I'll say the thing no one else is willing to say. Actually, a lot of people are saying it now. Joe Biden's being intensely selfish by running again. He's putting his ego above the interests of his party and his country. Operation Biden Drop has already begun. As predicted by many conservative commentators, it's happening. Here's Nina Turner, another one who posts crazy lefty stuff all the time, telling the people the economy's great when they can't afford rent and groceries is counterproductive. Wow, look at this. This is crazy. The lefties are all starting to turn on Biden. Why? Watch this moron oversees this rotting bag of oatmeal tell an international audience of potential enemies of the United States that could be watching that he's kind of tired so he's going to go to bed after this. Meet. This actually happened. Take a look.
1: I just think that there are other things on leaders minds and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, n- nobody likes having celebrated international meetings if you don't know what you want at the meeting. If you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what—I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. What did you say? Yeah, we talked. We talked about. We talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about.
0: I swear, it went like a replay of that. I swear, I first time I heard that, I thought it was a joke. I thought that was an AI generated audio clip at the end. Like, no way this guy's actually telling people he's going to go go to bed because he just can't hack it. But, no, he did. Of course, it got even worse. Here he is addressing uh, the uh, Saudi, uh, 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 Saudi's uh, Mohammed bin Salman, where he calls him uh, Mohammed bin something. He doesn't even know what the hell his name is. Uh, and then at the end, he doesn't even know
1: who's speaking on the agenda.
0: This is the guy in the international stages. Our nuclear power enemies are gearing up. World War Three. Take a look at this.
1: And I particularly want to thank Prime Minister Modi and the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salam. So so, excuse me, Mohammed bin Salam and uh, President von der Leyen and the European commissions. And since uh, he's not speaking today, uh, I wanted to maybe he is speaking today. I had a note he wasn't speaking at any rate. I'm going to stop there.
0: My favorite part of that is when he says Mohammed bin Salman's name wrong once the first time and he says it again wrong the second time the exact same way. And He doesn't realize who's on the agenda. Now do you see why Operation Dump Joe Biden is in full effect? Let me play one more on a good note today because it's a it's a down day. It's 9-11. Everybody's a little sad. But do you see this Mike Lindell clip? Mike Lindell was being deposed on a lawsuit. This is real. And of course, it's public record. Mike Lindell did not like this lawyer one bit. Did you guys see this here? Check this out. I mean,
1: no, you dealing. just don't worry about me. You're not out for my benefit, okay? He can He's out for my benefit, not you. So you can do it. Don't worry if I say something that offends the judge, okay? You just let me worry about that. You got that? Yeah, I got it. Okay, good. Keep going.
0: The reason I bring that up, sir, is if the judge is not pleased with your conduct in this deposition, there may be
1: Penalties oh, okay, good. You tell her that you go ahead and you. you thank you for that. You're worrying about old Mike. You're you're really spirit It you're seems welcome. like you bring a frivolous case up. You really have my back. Go ahead, keep going.
0: <laughs> I don't know about you, but I went on board of my pillow this weekend. <laughs> Dell's having none of it. He is so tired of this stuff. Good for you, Mike. That's hilarious, man. Folks, again, it, um, you know, it's a tough day at 9-11. A lot to digest every time I think every year, you know, I think it's going to get easier. Uh, it doesn't. So um, I'm going to have, if you want to listen to my radio show uh, later, in the third hour, we're going to play an encore performance of State Senator Brian Birdwell, who was in the Pentagon when it was hit. Uh, I promise when you hear his story, and the jet fuel that went over and burned almost all of his body, and how he lived through it while his skin was falling off, uh, it, I promise you'll be moved by it. It'll be the third hour of my radio show today. It's one of the most compelling interviews. I could barely make it through it when it happened. I would have had him on live today, but there's an impeachment hearing going on in Texas that he obviously has to be a part of. So it's going to be a busy day, uh, 9-11 Patriots Day. I really appreciate you all being here today. Join us every day, 11 o'clock. We'll be moving soon. We'll give you a heads up before in advance, way in advance rumble.com slash Bongino will always be on rumble by the way rumble.com slash Bongino. Please give us a follow, click that green follow button. It's free. Also follow us on Apple and Spotify. We dipped a little bit on Apple. So a little, uh, a little worried. I think a lot of people coming over to video. So you'd subscribe over there. We'd appreciate it too. Apple and Spotify the Dan Bongino show all free. We really appreciate it. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino show.